Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Okay, yeah, I won't step on that. Um, so it's been a couple weeks. Did you guys have a good time last week at the fall party? Yeah, good. Well, I had a great time as well. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we have talked about the four different phases of discipleship, okay? Um, so I want to test you guys. Shh, listen. I want to test you guys to see if you can remember the four phases or the four chairs of discipleship. So I'm going to go group by group, and I want you guys to say out loud the phase of discipleship that I'm on. So do you guys remember the very first phase of discipleship? On the count of three, I want this the fifth grade boys to say it. Ready? One, two, three. Couch potato. Couch potato. Good job, y'all. Couch potato. Good. Okay. So that represents the non-believer. Right. So listen. Shh. You guys will get a turn, I promise. So fifth grade girls, second phase. Phase number two, that is. Do you guys? Shh. On the count of three. One, two, three. Gym member, good, which represents the churchgoer, right? The church attender. Okay, sixth grade girls. Phase three. One, two, three. Athlete. Athlete, good. The kingdom worker, good. Okay, sixth grade boys. The fourth phase on the count of three. One, two, three. Good, the trainer. Okay, so those are the four phases. Those are the four phases of discipleship. And we've been talking about which phase you are in. Which phase are you in in your walk with Jesus, okay? We have the couch potato. We have the gym member. We have the athlete. And then we have the trainer. Well, these next three weeks, shh, eyes up here, eyes up here. These next three weeks, we are going to be talking about going from phase three, the athlete or the kingdom worker, to phase four, the trainer, which is otherwise known as the disciple maker. So the trainer is someone who's grabbing other people that either don't know who Christ is or maybe just going to church and they're still trying to figure it out or maybe they are a kingdom worker. The, the disciple maker is going to those people and picking them up off the couch or wherever they are and saying, hey, I want you to be a disciple of Christ, okay? That is what a trainer is. In the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about how to go from a kingdom worker to a trainer, okay? To a disciple maker, someone who makes disciples. Sound good? So this week, we're going to start with something that is pretty close to home. So maybe you're wondering why there's a fireplace or couches or chairs. The reason why we are starting here this week is because where you guys start every morning is at your home. And whenever I'm talking about making disciples, I want to talk about the people who you spend probably a majority of time with that you see on a regular basis every single day, the people that are in your family. So there's two different ways that you can be a trainer in your family. And I'm going to be using this gains card. So if you have the guard, go and grab it out, get your pencil, Get your pencil, and I want you guys to write this. 
There are two different ways, two different ways that you can be a trainer in your family, in your family. So at the top there, right underneath the verse, it says, Jesus can use you, can use me to make a difference. Listen, Jesus can use me to make a difference in my family. Jesus can use me to make a difference in my family, okay? And the other way is Jesus can use me to make a difference with my family. So those probably sound very similar, but they're, they are very different. So you guys are all representatives of different families. You guys all come from different families, different homes, um, different ways of life, okay? And that is totally okay. Some of you may be coming from a family who doesn't know who Jesus is. Maybe you are the only person in your whole family that goes to church and who knows who Jesus is and is a follower of him. And those, the way that you can make a difference is by making a difference in your family. Those people, maybe your mom, maybe your dad, maybe your siblings, don't know who Jesus is. And you can be the difference. It's up to you to be the difference in your family. It's up to you to make a difference in your family. For others of you, you guys maybe come from a family that's been going to church your whole lives. And that's awesome too. So you guys can make a difference with your family. You guys can make a difference with your family. You guys can live together following Jesus and you can hopefully come together, going to church, going out into town, whatever you guys do as a family together, and you guys can show Jesus to everyone else together, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool that you guys can do that as a family together. And those who their family may not know who Jesus is, you guys can make a difference in your family. Okay, so in with great, We, we got that. So how? How can we make a difference? How can we make a difference in or with our family? Well, let's look at the Bible to see what it says about making a difference for Jesus. Here's what it says in Colossians 3.17. You can read it there on your games card or up on the screen. Listen. Listen, I want you guys to hear this. This is big. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action... Do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians 3.17. Listen, do it again. Listen, read it on your gains card there. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians 3.17. What Paul is saying in that book is that no matter what you do, no matter where you come from, no matter what family you have, whatever you do, your words and your actions need to to be representative of Jesus Christ. You guys need to show other people who Jesus is by what you say and by what you do. So how do you make a difference in and with your family? It's right there on your gains card. You guys can write it in. Use your words and your actions to make a difference in your family. Use your words and your actions to make a difference in your family. What you say and what you do really shows who, you fo- who you're following. If you're following Jesus, then what you say and what you do is going to show everybody how much you love him. It's huge. 
So I don't, I don't really want to just talk all night to you guys about this. So I decided to bring in some other people who could help talk to you guys, some real life example of what a family, what it looks like in a family's life um, to be disciples for Christ. So I invited the Herndon family to come on up. Stephanie, Nathan, Cody, come on up here. Go and take a seat. You may have to scoot over. Okay, okay, okay. Shh. That's good. Okay. So this is the Hernan family. Everybody say, what's up, Hernans? So we got, we got Nathan. We got Nathan. We got Cody. And we got Stephanie. And I invited them up here this morning to just talk to us about, about what it looks like, about what it looks like to follow Jesus in their homes, how they can be Jesus in and with their family. So I'm going to ask them a couple questions. We're going to do a little interview. And I'm going to ask them a couple questions, and they're going to answer. And I want you guys to listen. Shh. I want you guys to listen to what they say. And there's even a spot where you guys can take notes, that you guys can take notes about what they say um, about how to live for Jesus in your family. So here's the microphone. You guys don't all have to answer every question. Um, so I'll let you guys kind of answer as you guys see fit. Sound good? Okay. This lamp's right in my way. I can't see you. I'm going to move it back without breaking it, hopefully. Okay. So my first question, um, hopefully it'll be a little bit fun. Um, what are some things that your family does for fun? What are some things that your family does for fun? Looks like Cody's going to be talking first. Um, we go to Rangeline Golf. We go to friends' houses. And um, I don't really know much else. Watch movies and eat pizza, I guess. So cool. When you go to Rangeline, do you like putt putt or do you like drive or golf regular? We drive them. You drive them. Sweet. Try to hit the, we try to hit the guy on the tractor, but it never works. You try to hit the tractor. Who's trying to hit the tractor when you're driving golf balls? Oh yeah, I think everybody's trying to do that. It's awesome. Okay. Um. Awesome. That's great. Hey, I just reminder everybody. I know this is a little bit different, but I need you guys to still be respectful. So whenever they're talking or I'm talking, I would like for you guys to turn your mouths, mouths off, please. Thank you. So, um, you guys want to add to any more fun or did Cody nail it? He nailed it? Yeah. You Silver guys go Dollar swimming? City. Silver Dollar City, yeah. Who likes Silver Dollar City? Yeah, me too. Okay, my next question for you guys is... Cody, this is a question for you, specifically. What are some of your favorite things about your parents? What are some of your favorite things about your parents? Hey, hey guys. Thank you. Well, they discipline me and make fun jokes. And That's your favorite, huh? When you get disciplined? Probably. They do discipline me very well. Teach me a lesson. So. Cody, you keep moving the mic. I can't hear you every time. You gotta keep it right up there. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So you, their favorite thing is that they discipline you. They must be really nice when they do it. And then whenever they make funny jokes. Anything else? Well, they prepare me for. Um, future things in life and uh, things that I probably shouldn't look at all the time. 
Well, well, that's that's the thing in life. You probably don't want to look at some bad stuff, so they teach me not to. They teach you. Sweet. Well, that's good. So my next question is, listen, shh. My next question, uh, what are some family traditions that you guys have? <laughs> dad, dad gets it. Yeah, I think he's done. Uh, family traditions? I can't remember now. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, we do Sunday morning cinnamon rolls every Sunday. Every Sunday cinnamon rolls? Every Sunday. Dude, raise your hand if you think that is a great tradition. Yes, that is great. Hands down, voices off. Shh. Hands down, voices off. Any other family traditions that you guys can think of? Um, every Thanksgiving, we get together with my family and we play games at one person's. At one, at, it's my brother's, so it's at one of my houses. So one of our houses, one of the brothers' houses, and then on the Thanksgiving, whoever has the games the night before Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving we go to the other brother's house for Thanksgiving. And then the night after, we go back to the other person's house and play more games. Cool. I like that. It's pretty fun. Thanksgiving sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Good. We're pretty thankful. Any other traditions that you guys have that you can think of? I like those. Cinnamon rolls and Thanksgiving. Cody, you got one more? Um, well, we hang out with um, dad's family and mom's for uh, Christmas. I mean, I like Christmas. Two Christmas. Christmas with the grandparents. Christmas too. Two Christmases. Two Christmases. So two Christmases at your home. That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on. Um, let's go into we talking about these next three weeks going from a kingdom worker to a trainer. Um, if you had to explain it, what would you say is the difference between an athlete or a kingdom worker and a trainer who is a disciple maker? Okay. So going from someone who's just a kingdom worker to a trainer. Um, well, and, um, a kingdom worker only does one thing and helps build the kingdom of God while um, the trainer helps... Uh, Train kingdom workers to build the kingdom of God. Awesome, yeah. So they do multiple things. Yeah, that's great. That's a great answer. So, so the, trainer is a, or the trainer is a trainer. They train people. That's good. So what are they training people to? What are they training people to? To follow Jesus. Yeah, to follow Jesus, to become disciples, um, to, be, to become disciples of Christ. So a trainer is a disciple maker. A trainer is a disciple maker. That's great. Um, Stephanie, Nathan, anything you want to add to that? Um, well, I think all of us are athletes. Even if we are a trainer, we're athletes in some regards as well. We're always going to be an athlete straining to be a trainer in, in all of our levels of of our walk with Christ. Yeah, yeah. You time. continue doing kingdom work. No matter whether you're training other people too. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, so, two more questions. How can a fifth and sixth grader um, talk to their family about Jesus? So, maybe this is some people who um, their family may not know who Jesus is. So, they're, they're trying to make a difference in their family. How could a fifth or sixth grader talk to their family about who Jesus is? Um, or maybe what can they do? 
talk or do? Um, I think maybe just trying to be a different example. Maybe their family says things that maybe they shouldn't say or says words that they shouldn't say. If you're choosing not to do those things, they may take notice of that and kind of wonder why are you not participating in that. And that just set a good example and your family will notice that. So your, your life should look different. Yes. Your life Re- should look different. Reflecting, yeah, Christ. Yeah, and so your family will be able to notice and whenever you're living out Colossians 3.17. Whenever your words and your actions um, are for Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, so that's how you can be an example in your family. So maybe what about with your family? How do you incorporate Jesus into your family's life? Um, so you guys as a family, you guys all go to church. And how do you guys incorporate Jesus within your everyday life? Um, so how can you um, make a difference together as a family? Well... We try to pray together often if there's something that comes up or pray for each other, with each other. I personally like to take scriptures. If there's a scripture that I know that is uh, something that can be useful for the boys or something, I will write it down and give it to them. Or I've posted some on their bathroom mirrors or or places where we can see it so we can be reminded of it. Um, You have something? We read, um, right now we're in Genesis. We read the Bible every morning before we go to school. Cool. Then you're really talking about, like as a unit, how can we go out and do things? I think that's yeah. what you're, one of your points that you're trying to make. Um, we do various things uh, at the family, whether it be the kids out with mom and maybe they see somebody that does need help, they offer them help that way. We've gone as family units together to help fill, you know, bags of food for people. And uh, so we've done stuff in our family to try to go out and uh, just be kingdom workers as a family and uh, just to help out where we can. And so we do that in, you know, many different ways. Like the tornado. I mean, you guys remember the tornado? Yeah. So we, we as a family went out and helped people clean up, clean up their yards. You know, we just said, okay, Sunday... Us and the kids, and here we go. So we've done things like that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys. That's all the questions I got for you guys. So everybody give the Hearns a big round of applause. Thank you guys very much. Great job, Cody. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. So I think, listen, I think what they said is so, so, so spot on. When you are making a difference in your family, not only by using your words and your actions, it has to start with something. And if you heard what Cody and Stephanie said in their family, they start with two things. They start with prayer and they start with scripture. So the way that they can make a difference is through those two things. And you know what that leads them to do as a family? is just what Nathan said. That leads them to go out into their community, and serve other people just like Jesus served other people. That is the reason why we're here. The reason why we're here is because of what Jesus has done for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. And we can make a difference as a trainer, as a kingdom worker, wherever we are, we can make a difference for his kingdom because of what he did on the cross. 
But we have to give our lives to him. We have to give our, our whole entire being to him. Bringing our families together, won't always, it's not always easy. Um, I'm sure the Herndons would tell you that too. It's not always easy to incorporate Jesus into their lives. But it is so, so important. The God that you worship and the God that we get to sing here tonight um, about is worth everything. It's worth living a life where you're using your words and your actions for him. Because what he did on the cross took care of every sin, everything that you've ever committed wrong. It took care of that, wiped it clean so that you could live a brand new life. So that you could get off of the couch and you could live a life for him. And so tonight, we get to celebrate that through singing. And we get also get to celebrate that through communion. And I want you guys to be able to take communion. If you have given your life to Christ in baptism and you believe that he is your savior. And you, and you are living a life for him because of what he's done on the cross. I want you guys to go back to the tables and take the bread, dip it in the juice and remember what Jesus did for you on the cross. And if you haven't made that decision yet, that's okay. If you haven't made that decision, I would love for you to go back to the impact station. Um, Take some time to pray. Take some time to think. You can stay at your chairs and think. Or you can just maybe sing some praises to God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid um, to make that decision tonight. And if you need to, find a leader to talk to about that. So as we sing this next song, you guys will be able to get up from your chairs and you guys can take communion. Let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for who you are and what you do for us. We just love you so much. And we're so thankful that you are challenging us to be kingdom workers, telling us, challenging us to be trainers, um, to make more disciples for your name. I thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross, for dying and rising again three days later to defeat sin and death once and for all. Lord, I pray these students don't ever forget that. And as they're taking that bread and that juice, I pray that they remember that that was the body and the blood that was shed for for them on the cross, for us as a church. And I pray, Lord, that that compels us to go out and love other people by by the words that we say and the actions that we do. Help other people to see you. It's your son's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.